0: Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Life In General Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. I'm joined by my guest, Ian.
1: That was a ghostly, disembodied voice of Ian.
0: Ian's no longer a co-host because he doesn't come with notes, so now he's just a guest.
1: Hey, our last episode, my, my, I had more notes than you, so my, shut my, the fuck up.
0: My permanent guest. <laughs>
1: Like I said, it, I had more notes than you last episode, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking swallow
0: about. Swallow whatever's in your mouth. You're clicking on the microphone.
1: I'm chewing on a mint.
0: You're chewing loudly. Did you hear that? What episode? Hold on. So what episode was there? We had that one not too long ago. It was like you're sucking and clanking on something like a <laughs> No, the whole I was, fucking episode. I, oh, what was oh, it? Oh, no, you're eating gummies. That's eating what it gummies, is. was eating yeah. gummies,
1: It's like, <laughs> 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 you wrestling through your like, stuff all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah that, that was bad. But uh,
1: well, it just it just goes to show that I'm I'm a professional, and I take it very seriously. Oh, oh is that what it is? <laughs> wow! Right. But <sighs> anywho, we got a show. I think. Do you? Do you think? I do well, you, I do. You, I suspect. So what? So what's been going on, Ian? Uh let's see. I'm working a lot. Uh, I had a migraine.
0: You yeah. always have something. It's like look, look, people. He's either sick. Or he's got some kind of headache, or his vag is swollen up, and
1: I don't get vaginal <laughs> swelling, anal swelling from time to time. Oh, <laughs> that's not now true. the truth comes out. That's not true. No, my vag doesn't swell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh so anyway My people, penis does oh, from time to time not as much as you used right, nah, to I <laughs> know okay now nah, I gotta cut all this shit out now. What the fuck oh, is going whatever. on? I don't know where the show is like officially falling off the rails.
1: Uh doesn't it usually?
0: Yeah, pretty much. So. Um
1: anyway, we do have a real topic that's not about genitals. Well, I mean it has
0: well I guess not, but genitals make what we're talking we're what we're going to talk about. arguably, I guess, to a degree. So I've noticed something, and it's probably been over the last decade that I've really noticed it. And it's just like this slow-moved where children and and teens have kind of given up their interest of independence. Yes. And and I guess, and I know we have mutual people that we know. I wouldn't call them friends, but- we know people mutually yes that are in their 20s uh-huh
1: even late 20s in some cases
0: and have zero will to really to at least have a driver's license which i would think is like the basic like the the beginning of your independence
1: it is well when we were kids and when our parents were kids getting your driver's license at 16 was like the ultimate goal up until that point i mean that's that really is the defining moment of okay now we're going to be able to start like you said being independent moving on doing our own things uh, separated from our parents yeah but i wonder where some of that comes from um i think the vast majority of it comes from how they're raised um being raised very sheltered well and that's kind of what i was going to get at is 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 it
0: is it that that kids today? And I, first off, I don't want this episode to come off sounding like we're a couple of old people sitting on the front porch bitching about kids today, right? Because that's not what I want to do. It's we're so we're going to try not to be ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, but I wonder if it's if it's if it's you know have they kind of given up that independence or has it been taken from them? By overbearing parents,
1: I think it 's available to them if they wanted it, but I think it 's the 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 sheltering and and the coddling that is that occurs it becomes to it comes to a point where there 's no reason to be independent because they can do whatever they want within the confines of their of their home unit, where you know when we were kids, we had rules, we had guidelines, a way to kind of get away from that to to kind of define our own personal values Uh and stuff that was it was all about that now they can kind of have some of that but not have to do anything to earn it whereas we had to earn it on on a quick side note
0: Uh for all you people uh listening at home i'm sitting here watching the uh the pittsburgh pirates baseball game and I don't know if you saw the did you see this the screenshot of the sky there's like a storm rolling into the stadium yeah, I, I saw, know it. saw it. it looked really cool but yeah. anyway back back to our topic i got i guess I got sidetracked by the shiny object to the left, right <laughs> <laughs> um, um well but, I mean
1: it's just uh, like i said it's i don't i don't think it's necessarily been taken away from them I think it's available to them if they want it i, I, think I just do i want and, it anymore.
0: I don't wanna sound like you know me tooting my own horn or whatever, but I think i've Mandy and I have have made a conscious effort to try to raise our children more so in the way that we were raised. Right. And I, I think it kind of, I, I don't think, I don't expect my children to have that disinterest. Um, but you never know. I, I, I you know, there, <sighs> I guess there's still time for them to, to well, lose it. But I mean, I, I think over the last 40 years you've seen, um, I, you've seen an advancement in, Enjoyments of freedom, you know, through everything in life, to the point where. Uh, so, uh, well, let, let me rephrase that. So, we've seen this uh, sort of this advancement in life uh, overall for forty years, but there's been this decline, a, a dramatic decline, I think, in the enjoyment of, of, of independence and self determination in youth.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree, and like I said, I think it still comes from that that coddling and that that sheltering. That occurs from their parents well look at but this they way. also there's also a uh the internet plays a part too because the internet allows them to exercise independence in a bubble yeah where there's no consequences necessarily to anything they necess- they do so couple that with the the idea that their home life is too comfortable well because i I think there's to a degree as 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 we as children grow up they start developing their own ideas their own ways of looking at things and for us as when we were that age our views and our ideas didn't necessarily blend with our parents so there was a disconnect in terms of how we were allowed and, and and able to be ourselves under the roof of our parents yeah so the only way to to be ourselves and to to get that that just natural progression of of independence we needed our license we needed to be out of the house um away from our parents and I don't know if it's because just the parents now are younger and want to wanted to or intentionally create an environment where children can have that independence under the same roof where it's safe and easy well, I've got to. Well, finish up your comment. Well, quick. and then, but like I said, I mean, now couple that with, like I said, the internet and the 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 lack of responsibility, but having the the independence and being able to express those those independent ideas and thoughts out there in the world from the comfort of your own home. It maybe that has a lot to do with it. I don't know.
0: I I I, I kind of lean towards the the idea of. It, to me, I think it comes from two main things. One is the, the fear or the, you know, the stranger danger that we, in, that we've instilled in children today and, and partially rightfully so, but I, I, has it, has it created this unconscious, um, fear to be away from their parents?
1: Perhaps, but you'd you'd have to look at the statistics. Statistically speaking, we as children were less safe than children are today.
0: That's actually the complete opposite. Children, when we were younger, uh, kidnappings were much more prevalent than they are today. Yeah, the,
1: that's what I'm the, saying. That's what I'm saying. When we were younger, it was it was more dangerous. For oh
0: us. yeah, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I thought I thought you were saying the complete. No,
1: onset. I was saying it was more dangerous for us as children than it is yeah. now for children. It, um. So, so that's an illusion for them now. Yes. Yeah. yeah because as, if you look at us, the numbers, real, so if, if
0: you look at the numbers, and these numbers are from the U.S. government. I I know. I don't remember the exact source, but it, they were all you know from, whatever department inside the government. Um, it might be, you know, I think it was from the FBI yeah. uh, but it, on average there's about two hundred children that are abducted in the u s each year by strangers. The rest of the abductions are all from either parents or family members right mm-hmm. and of those two hundred children, ninety percent of the children that are abducted by strangers make it home safely
1: that's that 's a high that 's a good number i mean so overall. of of
0: those two hundred children, now granted you 're still talking about ten percent so Twenty of those children never come home. Right. So, I mean, statistically speaking, you're you're much more likely to get abducted when we were younger and than not come than, home. And, and when I was younger, you know, we were able to do. You know, we, we'd go on long bike bike rides either by ourselves or Who I remember when, I remember when I was younger, when I was probably eleven. Uh huh. Yeah, probably eleven or twelve. Me and my brother, my brother and I, we would go on on. We would ride to back to our old neighborhood, which was probably five five, five mile, miles or more.
1: Yeah, and then, and it's not it, in. Very, it'd be
0: it'd be we literally leave in the morning on our bikes and not come home till you know six seven o'clock at night.
1: Yep, and that was common. Yeah, absolutely for me too. You know, I wouldn't, didn't go that far. Obviously, I didn't have to, but
0: so it, is a lot of it fear based. You know, our our parents instilling this this fear of other people, non family members. Into children. And are they also instilling a fear of just being injured? You know, not, you know, they don't let, I remember when I was younger, when I was 12, 13 years old. I I cooked meals. I did all sorts of things. Kids, you, they don't like kids do things like that. We we had shop class in middle school. Right. We used power tools. Right. Um. You know, you and I, we'd go play in the woods and play with fire and burn <laughs> right. things. And, yeah. You know, we'd walk miles from home and yeah. and I remember uh, I. I don't think you were ever there but uh it was me and my brother and some of uh, some other friends in our neighborhood we would walk all the way down the road and go to the convenience stores and walk
1: Oh yeah the I used to do it cuz that's where I used to get my cigarettes from. And then we'd
0: walk kid. we'd walk the train tracks back home and yep. I I just don't think kids today I don't think parents today allow
1: children to have that, that kind of freedom. Yeah, that kind of freedom. So what you what so from that perspective, it's not necessarily that they're – that's where the unwillingness of the independence goes away, like the – the where it's, you, you said it was taken or taken away from them uh-huh. um, over time, almost like – what is that, uh, Munchausen syndrome or whatever? Where, well, that's
0: where parents intentionally make their children sick for – Okay, that's for, not
1: what I – whatever the – where, where um, a captor becomes more comfortable being captive – was kind of what whatever that. Oh, that's was. Stockholm. Stockholm.
0: Syndrome.
1: Okay. Yep. So that's is that what you're thinking? That, that's like a yeah. mild version of Stockholm,
0: possibly, possibly. You know, but the other thing I think a lot of it goes into is just so when when we were younger and generations before us, parents had more time. They had more time that they would spend with their children. They'd have more time for family life. And is it got, has it gotten to the point now where parents' time is so restricted that. Everything in a child's life seems um, scheduled. You know, there's not enough time in the day to get all this done. So, you know, we at at, at you get home from from school at at three thirty, you've got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. So we can be off to soccer practice. We can go off to, you know, choir practice. We can go do this, go do go do that. We only have a couple hours each day to get all this stuff done. So their lives are basically scripted from
1: morning to to. I would say that that's a a part of it, but that's voluntary, though. I mean, it's important that children have extracurricular activities, but having being loaded up that much, that's a choice. And it is. And it's a choice choice.
0: that that Mandy and I have made. I mean, our kids are always in something. Right. Um, But you're right. How much of that is is detrimental and played into the the lack of interest in in, independence?
1: I don't know, because it's difficult to say, because in some of the cases— um, I mean, I don't want to go too far into where we work, but I've seen situations where even young men in their mid to late twenties come in with their parents. Oh yeah. And that makes no fucking sense to me. And when you ask them questions, their parents answer for them. Yes. And then, and they don't seem to be bothered by that. And that's different than just even kind of what we started out talking about. That's, that's a reliance that shouldn't even exist. No. I mean, a, I, it's a parental reliance. And where that comes from, I think, personally, this is just a personal opinion. But from that, that sheltering and maybe and maybe to some degree the the scheduling and, and the structure that, that comes from that, but I, I almost think that the parents have to, to To a great degree, done so much for their children that the children have never learned how to be independent. They've stolen their voice. Yeah, and and it's easy. I mean, hell, there's, there's a part of me that would love that, would love to not have to worry about adult shit ever. Yeah. You know, and that's, and you see it with that. And I mean, I even have an, an extreme case. I'm not going to say any names, but I know a, a man who's older than me. He's like forty-four years old. Uh-huh. Has never really had a job. Lives in his mother's house. Really, she buys his groceries. He's not a listener of our show, is he? No. Okay. The no. <laughs> um, And anyone who knows him isn't going to be upset about anything I say. I don't think, because I'm not going to say any names. But and
0: his name is Ian.
1: <laughs> no, I I work. I, I love my independence. <laughs> I mean like I said there's a part of me that'd love to have everything taken care of for me but f- fuck that I, I what I lose is far greater than what I gain on yeah. that. Um and I mean he has no interest in in working or doing anything. He and he's okay with the fact that he has nothing other than what his mother provides for him. She buys really? his cigarettes, she buys his food and That's... he and, and he just lives in the house. She doesn't even live there with him. She drops all this shit off to him. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's her house. She actually has another house that she bought, that she pays for. That's, that's insane. And this is, it's an extreme case. But what happens, that? and this is, I think this is something we should, we should approach or look, at least consider, what happens to these children, to these, these young adults and who will be eventually be older adults when the parents are gone yeah. and aren't there to shelter them anymore? I mean, that's going to be a very, very damaging thing to happen. Oh yeah, it's going to be a really shock to their system because it is for a, a big they're gonna, chunk of the generation. Fifties,
0: and they're going to have to grow up like that. Exactly,
1: or they're going to end up homeless. This yeah. this guy is going to end up homeless. He's going to end up in jail, which is fine. He's been in jail a bunch of times. He's oh, that sounds, okay. that sounds fantastic. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't do anything except go when he does go out. He gets in trouble, well, and I think there's mental illness involved, but it hasn't been diagnosed. So maybe. I don't know. Um, well, I guess and that and that would
0: explain some of it. But. It would explain
1: some of it, but. To me, it seems like it would be much easier and much more beneficial for a mother, even at this point, who's gone this far, to say, you know what, I can't do this anymore because I'm not doing anyone any favors. How much
0: of it is is just out of convenience, like as a parent? And I know you can't. It's hard for you to speak as a parent, and you're, you're not one. But how, how much it doesn't you, mean anything. Anyway. <laughs> it, it does but how much how much do you think the the lack of of it just being easier to do it that way you know why why do i have to sit here and in in you know teach my kids to to have a voice you know, per se when i can just do it for them and just be done with it
1: well that's bad parenting well
0: that's what i'm saying i yeah. mean i,
1: I and it, I don't understand what not being a parent has anything to do with that.
0: Because, well, no, not with that necessarily. But there are some other things that you you can't you you don't really know what you, what goes into it until you're there.
1: It's called empathy. I think everyone who can have, has empathy can understand all the the hardships and downfalls of, of just about anything. But anyway, go ahead. It's <laughs> it goes far beyond empathy. It really does. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I I honestly think that's just what parents tell themselves to make themselves feel better. But it's not. It is. I really do. I think it it is. No. How is that? That's like saying, okay, so basically what you could be saying is, well, you've never had a child, so you don't understand what it's like to not murder a child. Okay, well, I will tell you this. I know what it's like to have a kid in terms of what. It's real easy. Just
0: go and talk to people who have kids and they'll tell you the same fucking thing.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's
0: you, have, you You. don't know what goes into raising children until you're there in the moment. And it's well, really, well, what, well and why it's, don't you, why, why, really, since
1: you've been in the moment three times, why don't you tell me a specific situation that I would not understand as a non-parent? It's hard to explain, Ian. If you can't explain it, then you can't say, you cannot definitively but I can. say. But
0: I can, because I was there. I was someone that didn't have children. And then I had children. So I could tell you I've I been can, on both sides I, of the argument. I will agree with you in the, the
1: sense that I might not understand how difficult some some specific situations it makes are, very, but it doesn't, it it doesn't makes mean it that it I don't much understand. much
0: easier for someone who has never had to raise children to make
1: assessments on other people. I can make asses- assessments based on generalizations because, and quite honestly, you raising children is different than other people raising oh, children. Oh, yeah, yeah, No no, no, so, no two people raising children are the same. So by that standard, nobody truly understands exactly what it's like to raise children. You know what it's like to raise your children. That's true. So, That's true. I I find it I find it insulting and and diminishing. You can, but
0: unfortunately, it's true. For you know, it's well,
1: I th- I think it's I think it's uh, and like I said before, I go, personally think go it's ask someone,
0: anyone that's had children. That's
1: because they all want to make themselves feel better no, about anything it's, that it is. It's,
0: no, it's yeah. not at all.
1: You're, you're basically saying that I can't I can't understand anything because I haven't done that. There's a lot of shit that in the world and the existence that we don't ever do, but we can have a rudimentary understanding of.
0: You can have an understanding. You can have a rudimentary understanding of raising children, but you do not know what goes into the day and night care of somebody until you're there, and you do it.
1: I don't. You, if you say that, you have to back that up with, with a distinctive, specific. Thing. If
0: I sat here and thought and think about it, yeah, I probably could. Well, but please but come I, up I, with it because you said it, I, it before and I, it's
1: I, the most insulting thing anyone could ever say to me. Uh, well, I'm sorry, you're such a little snowflake. It's not about being a snowflake. It is. You're basically is. saying that I'm I'm incapable no, I'm of saying, understanding am saying place.
0: What I'm saying is, is if you're if you're not there and haven't gone through it, you don't know what it's like to go through it. It's I, as simple as that.
1: I can tell you this. Do I understand what it's like to go through being a parent of a child who's died? You're absolutely right. I could never understand that. Do I know what it's like to go through through being a parent of a child who has a, who has special needs? No, I can never say that. But general parenting, general parenting, yeah. it's pretty it's as, as as important as it is, and it's not easy. I will, I can't. There's no way I could ever say it was an easy thing. But general parenting has been going on for billions of years. Yeah, I, I have a pretty good understanding of it. I've never you, seen you evolution, can, but I have a pretty you, good understanding of evolution. You can, you think you do? Is all I'm saying. Well, but anyway, you, back, you back, think back you, to the topic. But you, but see that it implies that you're better than me. No, it's not. That's how you would. I, I I'm sorry that you feel that way, Ian. Well, but I, that's not what anyone's trying to say. When people generally say that, they're saying it in a derogatory way. No, they're not. Yeah, they're telling me to basically shut up because I don't know what I'm talking about. No, what it,
0: what it's saying is, on a lot of instances, you're just ignorant on how it go uh, how, what actually goes through a day to day operation, and that's all it is. You wake your children and, and, up. You feed and, them.
1: You get them off to school. And ignorance, and
0: ignorance is not a bad thing. Yeah, it can be. It can be, but in most instances, it's not. Ignorance is just the fact that you that you don't know or have the understanding of something.
1: Hmm. Well, like being, I said, being stupid
0: and being if ignorant you give me a specific,
1: things, re, a specific specific definition but of that's that, not, that's I, not that's
0: not what we're talking about
1: here. No, but and but, it, but it does, and I'm not going to take it there either. Okay, but it does now beg the question what do i even have to offer this conversation then what do you have to offer any conversation ian (laughs) my personal
0: understanding of things based on and that's and that's that's what we're talking about
1: okay well i mean uh, to that extent then why did you even bring it up that's what i mean by bringing that up it it diminishes anything that i have to say no it doesn't no it doesn't what i'm
0: saying is that it's it's hard to make assessments on other people
1: that's true and that's, of anything. And
0: that's, and that's why I'm trying to steer away from That's true necessarily, of anything, not and that's, parenting. and that's why I'm trying to steer away from the ins and outs of what what role parenting has. Or I'm trying to see, is there something other than that that plays into this?
1: Other than parenting? Yes. Well, that's what I was pointing out. I'm sure technology has a huge part to play in it. Okay. Because it does offer that level of independence, that emotional independence that- Makes up for the fact that they may not have a physical or social independence. No. And because their home life is coddled and sheltered and the parents, for whatever reason, do not encourage growth of an an emotional level because they they take care of everything for them and there's never any, any need for them to have to worry about anything. Couple that with the technology, and that—that's what, in my opinion, that's what you get. Twenty-seven-year-old men who have to have their parents yeah. with them at the doctors.
0: I, I guess the other thing I, I look at is I—you know—I remember my dad telling me stories um, when he was younger. I want to say he, he couldn't have been—you know—it was obviously before he drove, so early teens. Okay. He would take the bus down to Tiger Stadium,
1: right? And go to Tiger's Ames. And this is where did you grow up in Wayne? Yeah. Okay. So, that's it, a, that's a bit of a drive. <laughs> it's with 25 uh, minute uh, drive on, on, the bus. on the on bus? Yeah, yeah, probably.
0: You know, but it's 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 things like that. Now, granted I and I guess when we were growing up, it probably wasn't a whole lot different obviously, I don't think we were doing things like that. But like I said before, taking, you know, 5-6 hour bu- you know, bike rides and things like that, I guess it's probably not a whole lot different
1: than that. And no, but when you're on a bus, you're you. When you're on a bike, you're you're independent in terms of where you go. Whereas when you're on a bus, you're surrounded by complete strangers and you're stuck in a confined area. Yeah, but it's still that's It's still the
0: it's still the independence of being away from your family. Right, you're going to do your own thing. Right. And and I guess I probably don't see a whole lot of that that happens now. And that's one thing that that Mandy and I and I guess I can't really speak for Mandy, but I'm assuming it's probably the same thing. Why we like where we live because our kids are kinda of able to do that. Right. I and mean, my kids ride their bikes into town with their friends and they go to the 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 pizza place and they'll go to the ice cream shop and things like that. And they, they kind of do their own thing. Well you got and, a and smaller kind of a smaller
1: area. A smaller yeah, like yeah. I I mean community, I if my say. kids
0: live if we lived in, you know, Detroit or, or right. more some place that's more heavily populated. Even Ipsy I probably wouldn't let
1: my kids do that there. Which we grew up in Ipsy, and I did it there. So, well, we, can, we kind of grew up in the more rural areas of Ipsy, whereas you know downtown Ipsy right. is a very different thing than where we grew up.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we grew up in Lane Township, right. so there is a difference. But I mean, it's just, and that's why I kind of feel like a lot of it, I think, is is kind of fear-based that's instilled in children, and with coupled with the, because I guess technology does play probably a, a really big part in it. Because if you think of kids today. They're not and this is the other thing, I guess if parents are working, they're not at home to make sure the kids go out to the park and play. It's easier for little Johnny to be in his bedroom and play
1: uh video games and play
0: you know oh I was thinking well uh, um roblox is is a game my kids play with their other friends, but they can play with their
1: friends just on an online setting, oh, well, it's video games so. yeah. That's what I mean, though. That's that's where I was getting at with technology. There's there's a level of independence that exists in the digital world that we didn't have. But I think if there was more balance, that wouldn't necessarily by itself create the, the, the situation we're discussing. Yeah. But that coupled with a lot of parents who do everything for their children. There's never a time when their children have to fend for themselves
0: yeah
1: um and i and i've seen it too i've seen people i have in their a 20s friend who, she, who did not know how to do laundry in her 20s yeah because her mother did her laundry for her all the time
0: when i turned 13 and that's why i said yeah. i would want to turn into like the grumpy old people yelling at the kids today but when i turned 13 it was like all right well you're 13 now you can do your own laundry
1: right and and as much as where we make it sound like we're complaining about that because i was about 13 too 12 or 13 when that happened as well as much as it makes it sound like we're complaining about that, I'm glad that happened. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to be in my 20s and have to learn how to do no. my fucking laundry. No. You know? It just,
0: I, I, and I guess it kind of all goes back to the whole driving thing. You know, it kind of boggles my mind that as a, you know, 15, 16 year old, you don't want to get out and at least get behind the wheel and.
1: Well, I would say there is one outside element to that that could answer some of it when we turned 15 we could sign up for driver's ed through our school and it was free Mm -hmm. now it's not yeah everything costs it costs a fortune it's hundreds of dollars to get your driver's license so i guess we could point out that that plays into a little bit but i think that only delays it should only delay it to maybe 18 yeah which i know a lot of kids who do get their license at 18 but because it's cheaper than when you're fifteen, sixteen. 15 16 yeah so i when we were kids that that was something that it was easier for us a little bit because that was that was the key was, as soon as you had to be 15 in so many months to sign up for driver's ed uh-huh. or 15 within a certain period to drive up to sign up for that particular year's driver's ed yeah i remember signing up riding my bike to school which was you know the different the distance it wasn't mm-hmm. a little short trip um to take you know to take driver's ed in the summertime, and it was two weeks. Yeah, it was super simple, and then all we did was drive with our parents for a little while and with our permit. And then you're done, and then you get your license. You know, now it's a lot more elaborate. It is, and again, a lot more expensive too. And which I'm sure you're about to find out.
0: Yeah, my oldest is be taking driver's ed. I think this summer or fall. Right. Um. But it just it just, and, and I don't want to like bash on people that don't like driving. I, I there's. From the people I have talked to about this, that have a fear of driving, it seems more like anxiety-based. Where's that least? anxiety
1: coming from? Because it didn't yes. exist when we were kids. No, it that's didn't. what I mean. That's yes, there's probably a, a medical or a psychological reason for it, but where did that stem from? Yeah, it has to stem from somewhere, and that's what I was kind of talking about—the coddling. Why are children as young as ten being put on anti-anxiety medication? Mm-hmm. Which is it happens all the time. What do ten year olds have to be anxious about?
0: <laughs> everything, I guess, that's, and nothing because that's everything and nothing. Yeah, because that's that's what I get when I when I've talked to people that have anxiety issues. It's everything, everything in their life gives them anxiety,
1: and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. So where does and that's I guess that. That it, could be that could be the key right there. Let's is figure it, that out first. Is it
0: part of some kind of psychological evolution or de-evolution?
1: Well, evolution isn't always progressive.
0: That's why I, So,
1: um, I guess it could be, but I can't see it being a beneficial evolution.
0: No, I wouldn't think so. Unless it's like a Cause self-preservation anything, kind of thing but
1: yeah but it's not really preserving anything if no. anything it, it could potentially hurt future generations possibly Most but it's likely
0: but there it's it seems like something that's really happened i would say within the last 15 to 20 years i've seen a lot more and yeah because
1: no, it's i've said we'll say anywhere from the age group of Twenty to thirty-one.
0: I was even going younger than that. I mean, I've seen well that. as
1: far as the anxiety thing goes. Yeah, like I said, I know of children as young as ten who are in anti-anxiety yeah. medicine. But what I'm what I'm saying is, as far as looking at it through the the independent and and adult side of it, twenty to thirty-one year old now, thirty-one year olds now are the ones who are in that realm. Mm-hmm. Maybe even we'll say thirty-three. But anyone older than 33 typically isn't going to be in that, that range. range. And we don't know anything about the group below it other than, like I said, there are 10 year olds who are on f- f- fucking anti anxiety medicine. And I don't understand that. Well,
0: and like I said before, it, it's while we think that, yes, there's because, yes, there is nothing in your life that should give you anxiety. Right. Unfortunately, for
1: the people that are, are, are suffering with it, everything gives an anxiety. But again, I don't. That's what I don't understand where that comes from. Because, yes, there. If you're if you're a ten year old and you've been abused and molested your whole life, I can see there being an issue. I can see there being a psychological need, or or defect there. Yeah. As a result of your of of trauma and things like that. But children without that, who grow up just the same as everyone else, but have that that level of anxiety. And I
0: think that's why ultimately they're put on medication. Right. And and you could argue
1: that probably maybe a lot of them are over or misdiagnosed too. Possibly. You know, um, I mean, that's true with ADHD and everything else. There's a lot of misdiagnosis out there, uh, overdiagnosis, underdiagnosis. And I'd be willing
0: to bet there's probably a lot of kids that we went to school with that probably suffer the same way. It just wasn't medically acceptable well or or true
1: very i can't argue with that there's probably more of a stigma i think our and those those
0: kids probably got into more trouble had more issues in life
1: when we were kids it was just kind of the beginning of where this add it was just add back then Mm -hmm. uh started you know there were there were kids in our classrooms that were on medication Mm -hmm. wasn't anywhere near what it is now no. But the stigma was maybe starting to go away then, and it was at least starting to be recognized. But I would say it was probably underdiagnosed then, whereas now it might yeah. be overdiagnosed.
0: And I would say, you know, and this will be a perfect show to have my wife on because she could probably speak to a lot of this, being someone that's worked with special needs children for 20 years, uh-huh. is looking back on it now, looking back when I was in elementary school and middle school, I can look at kids in. At the time, I just thought they were assholes or they were just bad children, did bad things. And looking back at it now, it's, pro- it's like, well, yeah, they, pro- they probably had issues that they, you know, they had some kind of undiagnosed thing. And unfortunately, at the time, there wasn't any kind of treatment for it. And I know people that are dead, that are in prison. A lot of those kids that had issues are no longer in functional society. And it's unfortunate because – Had they been born 20 years later, their lives might have been better, might have been drastically different.
1: Now, I would also go. I don't I agree with that 100 percent, but I also don't want to take away from the fact that there is parental responsibility there, too. Oh, yeah, because you can see certain situations where even if those cases were true, where there was a, a lack of diagnosis of an issue but you can see similarities in how that child was raised to how another child was raised and how the outcome, regardless of the medical side of it, was the same. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what I'm getting at now, too, because you can see similarities in, in how these children are raised relative to, I mean, I guess we can only look at it through the spectrum of how we were raised, how our parents were raised.
0: Yeah,
1: to Personal as experience. as a judgment to what these other parents might be doing wrong, but when you see children who, who, at least outwardly, suffer no consequences for their actions, and then misbehave in public, that is that ADHD or is that just because they, there's no consequences they no. do whatever the fuck they want? Yeah, and, and I think that plays a big part of it too. I'm sure it does. So I'm sure it I mean. Does.
0: But the other thing is, when I'm out in public and I see people pushing their strollers around, and I won't see where I saw this at, uh-huh. but I, I I witnessed it firsthand. Sorry, there was a child, there was a child, young enough to still be in a in a, in a car carrier in yep. a stroller, They had an iPad strapped
1: to the top to the it. top yeah. of it. Yeah, you mentioned it on the show before, I
0: think. And, and I and I my first thought is, you know, it's just like, not granted, I don't know what was going on what they've gone through, the the situations in that parent's life that they've dealt with. But at some level, you've got to say, you know, how detrimental, even though this is going to pacify my child for the period of time that I'm at this specific place, what kind of detrimental damage could this potentially do to my child? Right. Know, and it's,
1: well, the same argument was made when we were kids about t- television. And,
0: and that's and that's kind of why I'm trying not to. And my wife does not like children having electronics. She I, has, I, has, has, I has a big more. issue with I it. I
1: agree more with her on that. Than, yeah, and than and, and, I,
0: and I kind of – and, and I, I do agree with her on – part of it but i also kind of look at it like you said uh you know when we were growing up people said the same thing about television right. and we kind of all all grew up but generally see okay. the
1: difference is and, and to you know to kind of side with mandy to a degree um to a large degree is when we were kids the television was isolated it was it was positioned generally we didn't i mean as we got older we had tvs in our rooms but we there was the only tv available was the one in the living room and the the main family tv there was one TV primarily.
0: I, I, I had a TV in my bedroom from the time I was young, but
1: uh, I didn't get I didn't get a TV in my room until I was in my teens. Yeah. So but regardless, actually I mean we had there was we had a kids area in the basement. Yeah. And there was a TV down there. So I mean I had control over that I guess to some degree. But as far as even with that, the TV didn't go outside with us. Yeah. It didn't travel with us. When we when we left the house there was there were differences in terms of what had to, I mean we couldn't strap a TV to our strollers. Yeah, we they had. They, there was a need to have to pacify us. But the the argument then for as I was pointing out for Mandy on uh, Mandy's side and mine as well because I I agree that I think technology plays too big of a role in child's lives. Not necessarily your children, but no. just in general.
0: Well, and um, and one of my children. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> perhaps, but. Um, even that being said, I, well, the problem is, is because you can take it everywhere, and it can be used in such a, a simple way to keep children pacified. There becomes no need to, um, there's no learning moments. Yeah. There's no moment where a child misbehaves in public and gets their ass beat, because there's no the, the kids just focused on the one little thing. Granted, you could say that. Well, that's good; they're not getting in trouble. But it's not. But they're not there's learning anything. No, because you, you 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 grow
0: as an individual from your mistakes.
1: Exactly. That's my point. We're not. They're not learning how to deal with issues, scenarios where there's consequences yeah. to anything. So when they, as they get older, and you start realizing in your teens and maybe even your early 20s, when you start looking out in the world and saying, the world is full of consequences. I walk out my door as an adult, I'm going to be facing a consequence based on any choice I make from the moment I walk out my door to the time I walk back in. So they don't want to walk out the door because they've never had to deal with consequences before. They've never had learning experiences before. That's, I mean, that's where the fear and anxiety might come from. Well, but that's also, it also plays into the parenting side of it. Because Go, they've never been forced to deal with going back to the
0: TV issue and the electronic issue. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, yes, we had we, we watched TV. TV was part of our daily lives. Mm-hmm. You also didn't have twenty-four-hour kids networks that were readily well, true. Adi- readily available. But you we know, were
1: starting to get into that era. Where we had VCRs, where we had choice well, for
0: the most part. Though when you went home after school. There were cartoons or, or kids programs on for until about five o'clock. Yeah, and then after that, that was it until the next morning. Right. So there wasn't the ability, you know, from to, to, to sit and watch Cartoon Network until you know ten eleven o'clock at night, right. or or watch kids shows on Netflix or Hulu. Or well, no, I mean there was like that. There was There's a reason the why the availability we... is much larger now than what it was. True. when we were.
1: and kids. that was, and that might be the argument that that's why we as children preferred being outside with our friends. Maybe. Because there was so. more, more choices of, so. of activity.
0: But I would also say that, you know, Jack, my oldest, he's he he plays video games all the time. He's on the computer. You know, but, he, or, there's or a balance for him. but yeah, he's you know, yesterday it's forty five degrees outside and he's out fishing all day. Long. Right. I saw the picture. You know, so there. you know there's but I think that also necessarily doesn't. It doesn't really fall. Part of that doesn't necessarily fall on the shoulders of the parents. I think part of that falls on the on the child and the friends that they associate themselves with. If you're if you befriend, but that's parenting too. But but what I'm saying is, yeah, but, but it's not. I don't really have much of a role in the kids my friends befriend in school. You know, if you if you. Grow close to friends at school, right. and they're into X, Y, and Z. Generally, you're going to be into X, Y, and Z also because that's what they do, right? You know, it's, it's But it
1: does. What I say, what I meant by that was, there as difficult as it is, because I would understand that it's probably pretty difficult to force your children to not hang out with certain elements, but, especially in a school setting. In a school setting, right. Um, but it's it's still important that a parent understands who their children are hanging around yes. with and, and and what kind of an influence I, that is I, so I that think you a lot of that goes it. back
0: to just being involved in your children's
1: lives right
0: um you know it's like my wife and I Mandy and I we're not big into fishing granted I grew up fishing right. so I was around fishing a lot you know but I've I don't know if adult, I, I don't know if I've ever gone fishing with my children but the you know some of Jack's friends in school they're big fishers. Right. So that's what they do on the weekends. He goes over to their house and they go fishing. Right. You know, so that's, well, and, that, that. and that's what I'm saying though, it's that the, those kind of instances don't really have an impact from mine and Mandy's parenting.
1: Right. Right.
0: It's just the people you associate yourself with.
1: No, no, that's fair. And I mean,
0: you're, and you're right to, to the the role parenting plays into that is kind of teaching your children prior to what kind of people that they should associate themselves right. with, and, I, and, and, I was, and, and knowing that if they associate themselves with the wrong people, even if they're not doing wrong, they're going to be associated with, with the it. wrong right. stuff.
1: Um, and that's and I was really more more talking about the more negative uh, influences that can be found in, in in school settings and things like that. But um, the positive side of it is more of what you were talking about. I was just you know just to be clear there.
0: Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, no, there's positive and negative you know, on both yeah, ends of both sides. You
1: know um but ultimately i just everything we've talked about there's there's medical there's medical things there's social things that we can point to and say that these are culprits
0: or potentially
1: potentially culprits but i never want to diminish the role that parents should be playing in their children's lives yeah oh, yeah and 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 as As difficult as it is, there are right and wrong ways to parent.
0: You know, and I would say that.
1: They're not always universal That's that's where you kind of
0: get into a gray area because there is no such thing as a perfect parent. No, absolutely not. On a a daily (coughs) basis, you are going to make the wrong decisions. That's true of everything, that's true of
1: everything in life.
0: So, you know, and that's why it's, it's really kind of hard to, and that's why I say I kind of try to stay away from judging other parents' parental styles, unless it's an, an egregious instance. I like, think
1: there are things that are obviously bad parenting, and there are things that are obviously good but, parenting, but I think, but
0: there's no such thing as perfect parenting. No, but I think there's a lot of instances where you can look at things that that some parents do, and... It's easy from the outside to say, "Well, they shouldn't do this or that, that or the other thing," but it's much different to be in the situation, um, and you're just kind of get you're just trying to get through the moment, and then after the fact, you look back on it and say, "Well, yeah, that was stupid. I shouldn't fucking done that."
1: Right. No, I'm not saying that's what. But there are, like I said, there there are probably. There are good parenting things, and there are bad parenting things. But as I yeah, said, there's right. no you, such you, thing as perfect parenting. No,
0: there's universally and there's a good and, things, and there's yeah. a
1: lot of in between between the good and the bad. A lot of things that occur within that 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 realm in the middle. That's where the gray area lies. Is yeah. all, all I was saying. Yeah.
0: You know, so but the other thing is, you know, I know people that have been fully invested. In their children's lives and development and understand childhood development and understand all this. And from the outside, do what I would think would be the socially accepted, normal kind of things that ultimately still have children that have these, these, these anti, I won't say anti-independence, but lack of interest in independence
1: well, I guess that's where those other elements fall into place. That's where the societal elements fall into place. That's where the technological elements fall into place, um, and that's where the the medical things fall into place. Because it's not just all one thing. It's, yeah. You know, it, there's a there's a spectrum. All I was saying was, I you don't want to. I don't want to. A lot of times, I I feel that. Take education, and this is something again, Mandy really should be here to talk about. But I try to get it on the show. Try, try take education when when we look at it on a societal level, where does where does the when there's a problem, where does the blame usually go? To the teachers, it should. It but. never goes to the parents. No. And I don't want this to be also a situation where you say, Oh, it's all this it's all this but never this or, or just ignoring the parental it's, it's, side of it's it. It's
0: always a combination but, of multiple things. Right. How about the that?
1: The parental side of it I would say has to be a big part of it, and I never want to d- to take away that there is parental responsibility here. Mm. But as you're pointing out, there's also situations where no matter what a parent does, these things still happen. Yeah. But it it should always for the most part, fall to parental responsibility yeah. first. First, not not ultimately, but first. Then you move from there. That's that's uh, that's all I was pointing out. Yeah. I don't want to I and just. Didn't...
0: But you know, also kind of going towards that. But you know, I, I I've had conversations with Mandy before where she's talked about having. Um, she taught. For a short period of time, she did some pre-student teaching, Uh and I won't say where, but... I remember. um, But she talked about the experience she dealt with at that stage or at that school where she had really great children, Uh probably maybe some of the best kids she's had in school. But if you ever had to deal with the parents, the parents weren't there.
1: Right.
0: You know, and... I wonder how, because those kids were were young that were in school then. So I wonder, like,
1: where they where where, they ended, where they ended up. Yeah, no, no. And I and and it's never an accurate thing. No matter what you're looking at, you can never say Y will always lead to X, or you know, or X Y goes Y to Z here. Um, you know what I mean? There's no there's no clear cut path because out of all those children, let's say, um best case scenario they're all raised exactly the same way mm-hmm. um there's no getting not 100% of them are going to turn out the same way obviously but you can see patterns in behavior patterns in in parenting styles and that, that's kind of again what I was going at too before there's patterns that can lead you to an estimate or at least a rough idea of how one person might develop differently than another under different circumstances. It's never a hundred percent accurate. It's not a real science, but in terms of, of, of understanding, you can kind of eventually pinpoint certain patterns of parenting patterns of behavior. And you can come to a conclusion based Mm -hmm. on good evidence, not a hundred percent accurate, but good evidence is where these children are going to go. Yeah. You know,
0: it's, I think it's also kinda of interesting that if you look at statistics um from multiple studies or in in just uh, statistics overall, you know, you, there there is this, a very obvious pattern of children that seek independence later in life. You know, their kids are staying are are, are staying home with their parents, they're living with their parents longer, they're waiting um to get married till Uh, later in life they're waiting Uh, their children till later in life
1: so maybe they're they're actually uh, millennials are the first generation to choose not to be having children at all yeah i mean to to the the extent that they are and they're also for some reason i this was brought up i haven't really had a chance to look too into it beyond what was said on bill maher but millennials are having less sex than than past generations
0: that's unfortunate. Well, for them, for them.
1: But it, but it, I wonder if that goes to the the same thing we're talking about. So, uh, but that's but that's what
0: kind of leads me to say: Is this just some kind of evolutionary step? Just where everything's going?
1: Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, we'd have to see. We'd either have to see the next level of it to be able to determine that, or or an end game for it. And I don't. I mean, we'll we'll never see that in our lifetime. Because when you see evolutionary steps take oh, yeah. many, many if I mean well, minimum of, not like, always. of several generations. Not always This this type of evolution is gonna this is just a first step. Depends on where it goes. Well I that's think. what I'm saying. Well yeah. we won't know. We can't yeah. see where it's gonna go. Um and I what I said earlier about it, you know, not necessarily being a positive evolutionary thing, it's not it doesn't have to be. It could be negative now and positive later later, yeah.
0: I don't know. It, it probably doesn't matter. I mean, uh, a comet's probably going to hit the Earth in probably twenty years and kill us all anyway.
1: But well, a comet could hit the Earth any day now. It's just the you know, luckily the the vastest of the galaxy is 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 on our side overall.
0: Yeah. For that, I don't know. I'm I'm sure there's some kind of crazy conspiracy out there that we're all going. Well, I guess that, I, that we're all going to die in the next ninety days. If anyway, the Earth
1: yeah. is flat, it doesn't much matter, does it? Because <laughs> the universe is small and you know. I don't know, yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, flat earthers are weird. <laughs> but, I,
1: <don't>
0: <laughs> I did tell you that the the flat earth guy, the one flat earth guy, kind of recanted the
1: the whole. Yeah, we mentioned that last okay, show. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I and I I, I I we'll talk about it off air because we've talked a lot about flat earthers on, on, on air anyway. But um, there's a uh, there's now there's a politician. I think he's. Are you serious? In office, who's a flat earther. I have to find his name.
0: Here in the U.S.? In the
1: U.S., yeah. No. How is that possible? I don't know. I'll find his name, though, and I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, because I'd be kind of interested to see. No.
1: Or he was a former politician. He was a politician. He was a member of our government at one point, or is now, and he was a, he is and has been a flat earther. Or a young earther. He started out as a young earther and then went to flat earth. That's uh that's interesting. Is that? There's actually a lot of young earthers in our government, by the way. Our vice president is one of them.
0: Yeah, young young earthers are stupid. They're, I wouldn't say stupid. Young earthers kind of go along the same lines. I think flat earthers. But, right. Um. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to Google it real quick. Yeah. I don't, I don't see.
1: He might have been a former politician, but he was. He was in our government, or huh. in government. I wonder what uh, flat earthers think of the whole space force thing. I don't know. I, th- I think they're trying to, f- they probably just, they bunch it up with the whole NASA conspiracy and, and don't really pay it much mind other than that. I guess I didn't really think
0: of that before. Um, oh, no, no, Ian, that's a Canadian politician. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's right. It's right okay. here. Canadian right. politician believes the earth is flat. Okay. And that was just uh, published uh, February of this year. So. Okay,
1: well, that's got to be the one then. Yeah.
0: Well, you know. Canadians are kind of crazy anyway. And
1: crazy nice.
0: <laughs> and I can say yeah. that because we, we don't have a whole lot of listeners in Canada. We do have some, but not a whole lot. But.
1: Uh, you can't, no matter what you say about a Canadian, they're always going to be like, okie yeah. dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Been nice talking to yeah. you. <laughs> I'm going to go shoot a moose. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Me. Oh, yeah, me neither. Oh. I've never shot anything in my life. No? I right, take that back. I shot somebody with a BB gun. An actual person. But it was an it was an accident. I thought it was empty.
0: I've never shot. Yeah, I've stabbed people, but never right. shot anything.
1: I shot. I shot a. <laughs> I shot a person with. I never a BB stabbed gun.
0: anyone intentionally.
1: Right. Yeah, I never shot anybody intentionally, but I have. I have shot somebody with a BB gun. Your and, sister? No.
0: Oh no. Because I, I, be, I guess that'd be kind of
1: justified. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, I couldn't argue that it was unintentional <laughs> at that point either. <laughs> I couldn't say, "Oh, it was an accident," because <laughs> deep down it would never have been an accident, even if it didn't mean to do it. Like on the surface, subconsciously there would have been intent. So.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's about all I got.
0: I yeah. kind of ran out of notes on that one, but
1: yeah, it's one of those situations where we can discuss it and talk about it, but there's no answer. No. that we're ever going to come up with, because even the people who are way smarter than us aren't going to come up with it. I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. I'm smart enough to get by in life. That's about all we are. <laughs> that's all of us. Even the people who are dumber than us are still smart enough to get by. Are they? Mostly, I mean, Trump did get a lot of votes in twenty sixteen. That's but, my point. Huh?
0: The, that's I mean, that's my point. Just enough to get by. Just
1: enough to get by.
0: All right. So now that I drug politics <laughs> and the whole thing. but anyway, that's it. That's, well, that's all. It I got. seems
1: like politics and flat earthers always end up in every almost every episode at least <laughs> at least an in, in honorable mention.
0: I don't know. I get a lot of joy out of talking about flat earthers it's, like, so, it's so a lot of bad. it. A lot of
1: it kind of defies. Oh, well, defies all logic, it, it, just in general. Just the whole idea. Yeah. Oh. Some of them. See, I, I will say that some of them
0: like put on. I won't say it's believable, but a believable argument. Like
1: you can. It t- comes from a place where it, it sounds like it could make sense. Yes. But
0: okay. then a
1: lot of it's like. Look, I set my pop bottle is look my my bottle isn't isn't rolling on this desk. Right,
0: it's not the Earth got me well, then.
1: I'm shocked because you know and and all the because we've done the shows recently and I've even done like I because I watch flat Earth videos all the time because I they, they cracked me. He's
0: up. a secret flat Earther. No, 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 never,
1: no. Um, but I watch them as a joke, and sometimes they put me to sleep. So it's 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 kind of like my my sedative for the night. But I'm finding out that. The vast majority of flat earthers are also anti-grav. They don't believe in gravity. Which is which is weird because we can see the evidence of gravity, but and it, it didn't make much sense. But then when I what I found out is that why they think that, why they think that is because the earth is moving, the flatness of the earth is moving. Like if you were to turn a plate sideways and move it like across like horizontally like the plates vertical, so there's just
0: like force that's holding us.
1: Yeah, it's the force of the planet moving that's forcing us down. I've seen I've seen five separate videos that use that as a, as a reason for gravity. That's really where they don't explain explain gravity. But the problem with that is is wouldn't it still kind of be? It's gravity? still gravity. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's still gravity because it's, it's motion. Uh, causing the effect, it's still gravity. Yeah, it's, but it's, that's their answer, and it's it's when you say that you're like, okay, well, if you if you don't understand gravity, how gravity works, you could say, oh, that yeah. makes sense. The, but that, it doesn't because you don't understand gar- gravity.
0: The one guy I don't remember his name, but he, the one I talked to talked about before when we did the flat Earth episode, he had several videos that were, like I said before, it was like the way he presented the material. I won't say it may, he was convincing in his presentation his evidence was bad he convinced he sounded like he was convinced himself
1: okay of well, of, of the information based he was presenting. based on that, i can, a lot of them are but i mean they they, no. they, they i no, think a look, lot
0: of them are trolling almost almost cuz I, I i think you look at the the numbers that that flat earth videos get. And I think this like I think some uh, some percentage of those people you know have, are trolling. Have there. to be putting those videos out just cuz they can make money off them. Yeah, maybe. It's like look, I know so I know these suckers will will eat it up. Will drop, you know. Well, I, thought, I thought about 500,000 views uh, easy.
1: I've thought about doing the same thing, not about flat earth, but uh, about religion. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I, I could I could pull flat it off. Flat earth
0: seems to get more like, yeah, like, but, but the, what would it be? I'm not a big YouTube person, but when I've like done research on some of our shows, it seems like Flat Earth videos get a lot more views than like anything else out there.
1: Yeah. As far as like the crazy second stuff. Second to, to religious or atheist, The, the religion and non-religion, no, they like, fight against each other, though. The, like
0: right. the one lady, I don't remember what the name of her show was, but it was like uh, Flat Earth and... I don't know, I'm a crazy nutbag or something like that. It was like some really strange <laughs> I've seen thing. that one before. <laughs> but uh, like, like every single one of her videos had like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. Right. It's like there's a lot of t- channels I'll go on and, you know, even like some of the bigger shows, they'll, a lot of their shows will be like that, but then a lot of some like dud shows, like none of hers were. So I don't know if her like channel is on like permanent loop somewhere, but it was like, Every single episode would have like eight or nine hundred thousand views, like huh. with within the first like month that it was out, it was it was crazy, and it was like a lot of the flat Earth channels I, I looked at because I went through the when the I really don't want to talk about this, right? But when when the, the 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 I looked on the flat Earth conventions website for last year when they had their big convention and they've got a page on there for all the different speakers over there. And you click on the pictures and it'll take them, take you, of course, to their YouTube channel. Right. Like, that's every, where all self every, stems. Every from. single one. And some of the ones like the bigger ones I clicked on, there were like multiple million views per episode. Right. And it's like, is there
1: really that much fucking interest in Flat Earth?
0: It's, it's well just, you
1: have to assume that a lot of those views are reviews. So like the the person who's a flat earther or becomes a flat earther goes back and watches um, you know, John Doe They'll go watch his videos over and over again. I guess. You know, and if there's, you know, multiple people doing it. But it that. was, I was like,
0: but if you look at other like conspiracies, if you look at like Bigfoot videos or, or, uh, you know, it, we're going to talk about it in a future episode, but we're going to talk about like JFK kind of c- conspiracies. Right. If you look at like videos like that, those numbers are nowhere near what flat earth stuff gets. Right. It depends though if you connect. But I wonder how much, if there's so much flat earth, like you said before, there's so many other like, things that go into flat Earth, like uh, the hollow Earth kind of stuff goes right, into or it. or the non-gravity, non-gravity or the moon, moon stuff. So yeah. I wonder,
1: it's probably... A collaboration of I was going to say, of the- it, because of the nature of that, I would say that they all kind of have a, a crisscross audience.
0: But it's interesting. I don't know. I could talk about conspiracy theories for a long time. But anyway, yeah. I want to kind of wrap the show up. Anything else that we in? No. Okay. <laughs> Since you said it like that I'm uh, um, okay <laughs> any questions or comments you can email us at lifeinjournalpod at com. check us out on Twitter and Facebook and uh, I can't say go to our website anymore cause I'll, well I mean our website's still up for like another two weeks I think But uh, well by the time this episode comes out it'll only be a week very true yes. very very true I think it's the beginning of next month when it comes down okay. but, but then anyway then I'll be able to start working on our new, new website. website
1: okay Sounds good. But uh, that's it. Thanks for all that info, Nick. Thank you. Go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Until next time. Uh, Talk to y'all later. Peace. Play my role. Let me tell you about it.
1: This shit right here, man, I am proud about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Your old lady drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you over, you want to hang. Shoulder to shoulder, them niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for a fuck shit. You niggas aight, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you something. This here like a pick-me-up. She taking my drugs. Know this see the sign. That's from down side. Know this sick as Fuck. Now they sick as fuck Time get well soon Time get well soon Now you sick as fuck Get well soon Oh shit Watch out you